Good morning. It really is a joy to see you this morning. I will be leaving for Denver and Bear Valley uh, just a little afternoon today. Pray for me because I have to listen to 12 men preach full-length sermons and give them encouragement and constructive help. So pray for me. I need them, and I want to uh, let you know that those guys do often just a phenomenal job. They really do. It is good to see young Bryce Mayfield with us. We are supporting Bryce at Southwest School of Bible Studies in Austin. He's a first-year student. He's sort of a tall guy sitting just in front of Ryan Marshall. If you haven't got to meet Bryce, please do. He's here with his parents, siblings, and Grandpa and Grandma heard about it and ran away, didn't they, uh, today? Okay. Good to see everybody. It lies behind, it lies beneath all evil. Virtually any sin that you can think about This is the root behind it. What do you think I'm talking about? Knowing human nature, you might say our will, our desires. Because when we choose what is sinful, when we choose what is evil, when we choose what the Bible sometimes refers to as iniquity, we are making a decision based on our desires and our will and basically what we are saying to God with clenched fist is, My will be done. I believe that thinking people can appreciate God's way. And yet most of us still struggle with our desires and wills, do we not? We think about God's will and we believe that God's will is best... And that God's will will not lead us astray. And yet in this ongoing struggle that we face, there's a problem of wills. There's a problem of desires. There's a problem of obstinately shaking our fist at God and saying, my will be done. You ever stop to think that Jesus perfectly lived according to the will of God? Four words that Christians should ever live by are words that Jesus always lived by. Four words that Christians should ever live by are four words that Jesus always lived by. They are recorded for us in Matthew 6 and verse 10. Turn to the passage. Four words. 
in the prayer of example, we find them. At a very early point in the ministry of Jesus, we see them. Four words every Christian should live by because Jesus always lived by them. Your will be done. That would make everything a lot simpler because the will of God is always the best way and the will of God will never leave one, lead one astray. Jesus would say, my meat is to do the will of him who sent me. John 4, 34. I came to do the will of my father. John 6 and verse 38. And even in the garden of Gethsemane, when there is this internal struggle going on within Jesus, you stop and think about it. He's fully God. He's fully man, yet without sin. And in some ways, we have to say that the anguish that he is experiencing is unique. But still he prays, Matthew 26, 39, My Father... If it is possible, let this cup pass from me. But nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Focus on that passage and let me break it down structurally. First of all, there is an intimate address. He refers to God as my Father. It's our Father in Matthew 6 and verse 10. But in this intensely personal prayer time of Matthew 26, it's my Father. It's an intimate address. Secondly, notice this. There is a humble plea. If it is possible... There is a humble plea, if it is possible. Third, there is a sacrificial, vicarious death. Jesus will give himself as a sacrifice and die a horrible death on behalf of others vicariously. There's a vicarious death, a suffering sacrifice. Let this cup pass from me. You live very long, you know what it means to have to drink a cup that's bitter, that's hard to swallow. Sooner or later it comes to everyone. And in the garden, Jesus is humbly pleading with my Father If it's possible, let this cup pass. And then there's a great word. Nevertheless, yet, but, perhaps in your translation. Nevertheless, it is a thoughtful contrast. Jesus is sincerely praying that if it's possible for there to be salvation apart from me going to the cross, apart from me dying this way, If it's possible, let this cup pass from me. 
but the thoughtful contrast and then notice the submissive spirit, the perfect submissive spirit. Your will be done. When you look at Christ's prayer in the garden, it's really all about submission to God's will. It's really about four words that he had perfectly lived his life by and that he would die by. Your will be done. Now, Adam, you think he's saying it with resentment? Sometimes, have you ever said, God, your will be done, even though I want to do this really bad? You, you say it resentfully. Do you say it in a pouting type of way, God, your will be done? I know that you're God and I'm God. I'm not God, even though I want to be. I want my will and I pout about it. Do you think Jesus said that like a victim when he himself would say the good shepherd willingly lays down his life for the sheep John 10 17 and 18 see I'll tell you what sometimes we can say your will be done but we don't say it as Jesus said it in the way Jesus said it and we don't mean it in the way he meant it Four words every Christian should live by are four words that Jesus perfectly lived by. Your will be done. Not discussed, not contemplated, not merely thought about and passed over. Your will be done. Keep your finger there to Matthew 26, but go, if you would, to John 17. And here's something very interesting. John 17, verse 24. If, as I have mentioned, Matthew 26 is really all about submission in prayer, perfect submission to God's will in prayer. John 17, 24 is about Perfect confidence in prayer. Because as Christ's prayer comes to an end in John 17, 24, He says, I desire this. Now that's a rather unusual way to talk to the Father. It would be, were He not the Son? I desire that all those that you have given me Be with me and see the glory that I have had with you from the foundation of the world. He speaks with great confidence, Will, in John 17. But did you know that it's only a very short time later he prays what he prays in Matthew 26? Within the span of a very few hours, this one who talks about These things in John 17 and the confidence that he has in God and what God will do. Can you and I have confidence in God and God doing what is best and doing what is right? We can go boldly to the throne of his grace, can't we? 
Hebrews 4.16. This is the confidence that we have that if we pray anything in His name, He hears us. 1 John 5.14 and 15. You've got confidence in prayer well illustrated in John 17, but you have submission in prayer perfectly illustrated in Matthew chapter 26. And Steve, sometimes I lack the confidence in our Father that I ought to have. And sometimes I lack the submission to our Father that I ought to have. Do you? What a magnificent prayer, the heart of which Jesus always lived by. Your will be done. I think if we were to use our terminology today, we would say, Your will be done regardless. Your will be done regardless. Jesus recognized even in the garden that placing himself in in trust to God was the perfect thing to do. And we need to understand that too. Let me talk with you briefly about four areas. Four areas in which we ought to be able to more say, Your will be done. Area number one. Your will be done, God. Regardless of my desires. Your will be done regardless of my desires. Can you really say that? Can I? A man sins when he is drawn away by his own lust and enticed. James 1, 13 and 14. Then when lust conceives, it brings forth sin. And sin, when it's finished, brings forth death. Desires. In James chapter 4... Verses 1 through 4, James talks about where do these wars come and the fightings among you? Do they not come from your own lust, your own desires? Because you are asking and asking amiss. The will of God's not really as important as our desires. Let me ask you this. When the will of God and your desires are left and right, do you do what is right? Or do you go away from the will of God? Our desires... James 1 verse 8 refers to such an individual as being double-minded who does this. To him that knows to do good and does it not, to him it is fill in the blank, church. To him that knows to do good and does it not, to him it is sin, James 4 and verse 17. Your will be done regardless of our desires. A word 
a motivation to help. Maybe you and I would be better off in our praying to also pray, may my desires ever be more in line with your will. May what I want and desire ever be more in line with your will. Number two. Your will be done. Your will be done. In spite of our desires and in spite of our plans. In spite of our plans. Boast not yourself of tomorrow because you do not know what the day may bring forth. Psalm, rather, Proverbs 27 and verse 1. The Bible talks about saying, If the Lord wills, we will do this or that. James 4, verses 13 through 15. Have you ever made plans without really seriously taking the matter to God in prayer? Maybe you just thought, well, certainly this is what He would want me to do. It would seem to be very obvious that in any major decision, we certainly we should, be, we should be praying about whether or not this is God's will for us. But I would suggest this by way of practical motivation, that we ever take our plans to God in prayer. And may we, like Jesus, ever say, if this is your will, wonderful, but if this is not your will for my family and me, your will be done. In spite of our desires and in spite of our plans. You know, we live in a world today where people think that their desires and their plans trump the will of God. That one doesn't have to honor God's will concerning marriage, concerning sexuality, concerning honesty and integrity. One's desires and plans will never trump the will of God. 1 John 2.17 read for us a few moments ago in our scripture reading says, He that does the will of God abides forever. That brings me to a third area. Your will be done in spite of my circumstances. Your will be done, Lord, in spite of my my circumstances. It's easy to think that our circumstances are the exception that causes one to be able to circumvent or bypass the will of God. Your will be done regardless of my circumstances. Now let me ask you this. And I really want you to think about it. 
in Matthew 26, the one who had perfect communion with the Father got no for an answer. And if the one who had perfect communion with the Father got no for an answer, Brother Bill, you might as well sometimes. And I might too. But really believing your will be done despite my circumstances, that's saying it like Jesus said it and meaning it like Jesus meant it because there would be no other way for salvation to have occurred if Jesus didn't go to the cross. God's way is always best. And God's way never leads anyone astray. You may be in a loveless marriage. You may be terribly lonely. Your body may be racked with various sicknesses and disease. Your will be done. May I mean that and say that as Jesus said it in minute. In all of my circumstances. Do you? Do I? Four words to ever live our life by because Jesus Christ perfectly lived his life by them and he wants us to believe and mean those words too. Number four, a fourth area. Your will be done regardless of my thoughts. Your will be done regardless of my thoughts. The way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walks to direct his own steps. Jeremiah 10, 23. There's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Proverbs 14, 12. Remember Naaman in 2 Kings 5? He was a man that suffered from leprosy and he was told by God's man to dip seven times in the Jordan. First of all, he can't imagine that there not being a better river for him to dip in than that Jordan. And he even says as much. Your will be done regardless of my thinking. Your will be done regardless of what I think. Paul would say of himself... I thought that I should do many things contrary to God in His gospel before He became a Christian. Your will be done in spite of my thoughts. Your will be done in spite of my circumstances. To motivate me, help me understand that sometimes I will want 
my circumstances to be the exception, but I want to always mean the words, your will be done. The humble submission, the perfect submission. Your will be done in spite of my thoughts. You know, there's all kinds of people who really take God's will and make it secondary to their human thinking. Some people will say, you know, faith is essential to be right with God, but baptism isn't. What is that? That's human thinking. It's not Bible teaching. Someone will say, and this is human thinking, that's all that it is, that you can be saved outside of the body of Christ. Well, I'll tell you what, that's human thinking, but it's not Bible teaching. There'll be those that say that Jesus was a good moral person, but all you have to do is put your trust in God, and you don't really have to have your sins dealt with by His blood. That is human thinking. It is not Bible teaching. You do err not knowing the Scriptures nor the power of God. Matthew 22 and verse 29. Yes, friends, the implications are many. Your will be done in spite of what my thinking is. And here's something we ought to make a point in our prayers by way of motivation. God, help me to bring every thought captive to Christ. 2 Corinthians 10, 4-6 And help me to have the mind of my Lord and Savior Jesus. Philippians 2, 5-11 through What's interesting is this. After Jesus prayed the things that he prayed in John 17, it seems. It's hard to get the chronology exactly right. But he would go to the Garden of Gethsemane. Probably when they left the upper room, and the Bible says they sang a hymn. They sang a hymn. the probability is very strong that that hymn was Psalm 136. And the old King James ends with these words of each verse, the mercy of the Lord endures forever. The steadfast love, the loving kindness of God endures forever. And every verse in the chapter ends with it. And to the garden he goes. Your will be done. If it is possible, let this cup pass from me. But nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will, your will be There will be times in your life, there will be times in your life when you experience the ground shaking beneath your feet. Your world has been rocked. And stability is what you would hope to have, but it seems as if you can't get your footing. 
when you face those times, and sooner or later you will, there is no better thing to do than trust the Lord. There is no better thing to humbly and sincerely say and mean your will be done. Did the answer to that humble prayer for Jesus involve difficulty and pain? Yes. But even more, it involved love and mercy and kindness. And those who really pray your will be done are those who will know God's love and mercy and kindness. They'll see it all about them. If you're not a Christian, through faith and repentance and baptism, come to Jesus Christ today. Have your sins forgiven by the Lord's blood and be added to the body of Christ, the church. Your will be done, God. Well, that's God's will concerning responding to His grace in Jesus. For those of us who are Christians, if you, like me, still struggle at times with your desires and your will, and it being one with God's, may God help our wills to be more aligned. Let us stand and sing.